Yeah. Yeah. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast. It is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first Sipping on this brown with a brown skin Cognac and caramel skins with time beard Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the livest know you tuned in yeah we know you tuned in nothing but a g thing all we missing is juice and gin tying up the loose ends we ain't ask for your two cents special guests every single day and still no new friends calm down youngin i know you see that we running i promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming andre i ain't talking 3000 i'm talking drumming off the glass when i dunk it it's geese just say you love it this that ignorant it's true Mr. Anderson. Yes, sir. How's it going? Yes, sir. It's uh, going all good. All good. Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Uh, I have uh, Mr. DeAndre Anderson from uh, Symphony Chips, correct? Well, actually, it's Dondre Anderson. Dondre. I'm sorry about that. No problem. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, Family-owned business, Black-owned. Glad to have you on as a guest, man, sharing your story on the platform. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So it's yes. it's really really great to be a part of it. Yes, and uh, I wanted to ask, uh, where's your company uh, based out of and located? We are we are based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, wow, the South man, you guys man, Atlanta is uh, is known for its prominent black businesses since you know before the Renaissance era, man. So it's always good to keep that spirit of entrepreneurship going, uh, Atlanta and beyond, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of entrepreneurship here, a lot of entrepreneurs that are, you know, doing, you know, great things. And then they're also willing to reach down and, you know, pull other entrepreneurs up and then push them forward. So it's a a great, great feeling of community and camaraderie here. So Mm -hmm. it's really. And and I think that's important when it comes to uh, our community, supporting one another and, and bettering one another in business, because we know that when it comes to, uh, external options, uh, trying to fit into these corporate entities or trying to get help from these uh, corporations, et cetera. We know that they always, you know, try to deny us or or, or, or shun us out from leveling up, you know. So it's, it's always good to have uh, other black business owners supporting one another, having events with, with one another, uh, sharing stories on the socials. You know, that kind of thing is very important when it comes to growing business and also networking in business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Mr. Anderson, uh, I wanted to ask, first and foremost, uh, give us a little bit of of your story. You know, I know this is a uh, black owned father and daughter company. 
And uh, just go ahead and give the listeners a little bit of your background, and I will go from there. Sure, sure. So, so the company actually started with my dad. Uh, he's a retired restaurant chef from Las Vegas. He actually, okay. he actually developed the Symphony Spice on the famous Las Vegas Strip. And we, as you know, as you as you know, folks from that generation are you know, I would say a lot more laid back. You know, they have these great things on their hands and they're like, ah, it's not really a big deal. Um, And when I had the opportunity to try the spice the first time, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, we have to do something with this. And so I just, I I decided to, Hey, let's, uh, let's start, let's start a spice business. And my dad was on board with that. So, you know, we, um, you know, it took us a little while because, you know, there's no like manual out there. It says, here's how you start a spice business, you know, and walks right. you through it spice by step. So. That's, that's another one we got to talk about, too, man. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it took us a while to get, you know, things kind of up and going. But once we got it going, um, we actually were able to get into um, a grocery store uh, here in Atlanta. And we were actually able, I'm sorry, the grocery store's name is Sevenanda. Um, it's located in a, a spot here in Atlanta called um, Little Five Points. But anyway, um, when we got in the store, you know, you know the um, you know the reception was really good. People, you know, were were liking the spice. Um, however, we had to do demonstrations because we quickly found out that people don't buy spices they can't taste. So mm-hmm. we had to um, do in store, like I said, in store demonstrations. We um, put it on like raw vegetables and also popcorn because Seven Under is a is a health food store. So okay. we want to make sure that our samples were, you know, definitely healthy to, you know, definitely um, accommodate the market there. So um, people tried it and they liked it. And, you know, we were getting sales. Things were going really good. And so then we had the idea to um, put it on homemade potato chips in the stores. And that's when things really began to change a lot for us. So people um, in that store, which happens to service, you know, all walks of life, um, were kept saying the exact same thing. Hey, listen, you know, the spices are good, but where can we get a bag of these chips? We want a mm. bag of these potato chips, not just a sample. We were literally just frying. We would, we would just literally just um, um, slice the potatoes right into the oil, um, let them cook, um, then um, just take, take them out of the oil, put the spices on them and hand them out. That's all we were doing. Right there on the spot. People are like, oh my God, these are amazing. So you have to pay attention to, you know, what, what God is showing you. So we decided to um, pivot somewhat. Yes, Mr. Anderson. Yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said you and your father uh, took the spice, right? Started, started making potato chips on the spot. You know, talk talk about innovation, you know, and, and creating for the people, by the people, right there on the spot, uh, delivering the demand and the product uh, kind, kind of in a way that's it's kind of unheard of. You know, it usually takes some time for a person to get that, that kind of brand packaged and out there. But you guys said, hey, you know what, we're going to take a chance to put this spice to the chip and, and give it to the people right here, hand in hand. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I wish I could take, you know, a whole lot of credit for that, <laughs> but, but um, it was, it was primarily just listening to, you know, the, 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 the feedback and that's, that's something I hold true to, to, to this day. 
I mean, even even when people, you know, order our chips online, what have you, uh, they have questions, they'll send an email. They're always surprised at how fast, you know, I, I will respond. I try to get back to people within a, within a few hours. So that way, you know, they, they feel important and that and that they actually matter because they're the reason why we went down the road that we actually went down. It has been it has been a great road, um, it, even though even though it was it was it was definitely challenging to actually um, put together the supply chain for mm-hmm. for the potato chips because people um you know i won't say people but there's you know the larger companies that are out there have really really scorched the ground behind them as far as leaving a a pathway for other uh, companies like theirs to come up and so and what i mean by that is the the manufacturing that's involved manufacturers really don't advertise that you know they are manufacturers and that they offer you know, um, uh, minimums or what have you to even produce potato chips and or spices. Um, so yeah. because as a because as a spice company, because that's what we are underneath is is still a spice company. We have right. to have our spices commercially blended um, and, you know, commercially blended and kosher serves certified to then um, ship them to the actual fryer who was also culture star certified, but then, you know, just to, just to, just to do all those things takes a lot of negotiations and, you know, a lot of meetings, things of that nature. So, but, but the end result is we get the, we get the, the exact chips that we were making in the, in the store, which is, which is phenomenal. So that's why, you know, I, I definitely, definitely am, am happy to be a part of the process because, you know, the end result, you know, was we got the chips again that we were getting in the store and we were able to give those out to the customers. So even when we do our in-store um, or uh, yeah, our in-store demonstrations now at our festivals, or whatever, you know, we allow people to sample the chips first, you know, like, Hey, you know, here's a free sample, you know, try it out. Right. And people normally, these chips are great and they buy them right there on the spot. So it's like, it's almost like the same thing we're doing with the spices, but now we have chips. So it's really cool. Wow, man. You know, usually when entrepreneurs, you know, start out, they usually usually let those kind of bumps in the road deter them from keep going, you know, and it seems to me, you know, you guys' determination along with the demand for the product, just, you know, you just kept pushing forward. You didn't let any obstacles stop you. And can you talk about other motivating factors uh, over the years? How, how long have you been in business, by the way? Uh, it's been nine years now. Mm, almost a so- decade in. Almost you know, decade. And, and, and talk about <laughs> talk about the the ups and downs uh, about staying consistent, competing with with, with major you know potato chip brands like a Lay, uh, a Frito Lay, etc. Oh, you mean you 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 mean the uh, the company that lays down when it comes to flavor and then tries to kettle up to you later? Oh, absolutely. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much, man. No. Um, um, I, I want to say for me, I was determined or what, what kind of kept me motivated was how well the product was being received. I mean, people were like, oh, my God, this is, this is awesome. This is great because we could because the spice works well on cold dishes as well as hot dishes. So now you can start oh, having okay. conversations about pairing. You know, because people, you know, when, when you go to um, upscale restaurants and when the course is already made for you versus you ordering from a menu then you're always surprised at how well the food pairs together. And so there's a certain technique that goes into that. And my dad has mastered that in this actual spice. So it takes a lot of the, a lot of the trickery and understanding and chemistry out of it. He's done it for you. 
So, so when people were, you know, like, oh my God, you know, it was, I mean, it literally felt like we were healing people. That's how we're saying how your chips were just changing people's lives, man. Just go ahead and keep elaborating further on that uh, along with your journey to the success of the company. So, so um, because, uh, okay, so the question was, what kept us going? What kept us motivated to keep right. going? Um, and the, the answer is it was because of people's response to the product. You know, we were just, you know, you're just, you know, handing out spices in the beginning. It was just their reaction to the spices. Like, oh, my God, this is like the best thing I've ever had. And, you know, then we were, we were right there on the spice aisle. So they, so they had a multitude of options right there, but they kept choosing ours. And that was that was fabulous. I mean, we actually started wow. our, our journey with like maybe like a, like 10 or 12 bottles. I think we sold uh, to the store in the very beginning. And then we would literally have to um, re-up like right then and there. Like, you know, we sell out 12 like the first 30 minutes and we sell like, okay, well, we brought like, like 30 more and we sell all that out. So it was great to sell out. That was wonderful. (laughs) And so then Pete and people would try and then they, and then they would buy. So, that to me that that shows the the strength of a really good product is when people try it and then they'll spend their money right there on the spot. That was awesome, and it helped that I had my daughters right there to help me out. Um, as far as you know, they would actually walk around the store with little trays and you know hand out you know samples to the people and you know they're all right, over the store. People would walk. <laughs> yeah, people would walk from one end of the store all to the other. I'm like, where is this at? This is ridiculous. And they would they would come and they would buy right then. So it was, it was like I said, it was, it was amazing. And then for me, I remember this one guy was like, look, he was so enthralled by the chips we were making in the store. He was like, listen, I want to know everything you have here so I can recreate this at home. This is ridiculous. And he literally bought the the, the, the oil we had, uh, the, of course, the spice and even the potatoes we were using, oh, so the, which is so all we all got. Right there. As far as the, the quality of the chip. Oh, absolutely. Oil, oil definitely plays, plays a fat factor. Now we were going a little bit above and beyond by using coconut oil in the actual store. But I mean, as long as you're not using an oil that has a high characteristic, like a peanut oil, or um, definitely don't want to use canola, but uh, anything that's plant-based will really, really give you a good product. Wow. I didn't so. know that when it came to, to, to the chip. Okay. Yeah, keep going, my man. Well, yeah, I mean, oil, oil matters in whatever whatever you're frying. It definitely matters because it's going to add the first element of flavor to whatever it is you're cooking. So you got to always take that into account. Okay. Wow. But um, um, also, you know, my and I'm not sure if you heard this part either, but you know, the the, the mo- another motivating factor again was the pe- people's reaction, and you know, my dad always you know said that whenever you sit down to a meal, it should transport you away from whatever you were dealing with prior to sitting down at that plate. So whether it was, you know, a bad day or, you know, raining outside or whatever, good food always teleports you someplace else. So I like to think that our chips give you that ability to go someplace else. Yes. And and like you so. just were referring to, you know, not only were people in demand for uh, the flavor, but it seems to me the, the quality of the product and, and, it, and it sustained itself over that amount of time for you guys. Uh, that's amazing, man. This is incredible, man. I don't really know too many uh, black owned potato chip companies. And uh, I just spoke with a, a, a young fella, uh, his father and his son actually owns a business out in Texas uh, selling dog food. 
yes, we're talking about how, how food is supposed to be an experience, you know, and how food is, is almost an escapism for most people. And, and uh, your dad being a chef and having that background, I think complements uh, your business very well uh, as far as the intricacies of the spices and, and enhancing that flavor. And sometimes when you get a bag of chips from, from a different brand per se, sometimes that it doesn't have a lot of seasoning or flavor on the chips, you know, real big problem. So I'm assuming that you guys kind of cornered that market of, of having a, a dense uh, seasoning on the actual chip, correct? I like to think so. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that offer you, you know, one or two ingredients on, on a chip or maybe even three. Um, but then a lot of times those three ingredients uh, are most of the time they're they're They have preservatives and additives in them yeah. and, they're, not and they're not really good. They're really not good for you. So to have a gourmet seasoned blend that is all natural and vegan friendly, I think is, is definitely really key. So I, I think it's, and, it's, and it's vegan really friendly. Product. Yep. Yep. Wow. Man, you know, <laughs> potato chips being vegan friendly, you know, this is exciting, man, because I, I really wanted to reach out because more people in my age demographic, I'm actually 26. Millennial. <laughs> being marginalized uh, to only two or three specific lanes of industry when it comes to selling products, whether it be uh, fashion, hair, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, you're kind of just in this one little group, in this one little bubble, but people don't know that you can go ahead and, and put some herbs and some spices together, figure out what matches what, and actually have your own brand of potato chips when it just seems like, uh, for example, I'm raised out of here in Detroit. Okay, we actually have the better made product of uh, potato chips that was um, that was created um, in this in the late 60s mm -hmm. excuse me from from uh <clears throat> from 1958 uh new era company merged with frito okay and frito ended up merging with lay in 1961 uh and they introduced their first product with the barbecue flavor in 1973 and the better made factory is actually still here off of uh Gratiot avenue uh right here in the heart of detroit you know but it seems like these companies haven't really done anything necessarily for the community, you know, which is a mainly black owned city, you know, many predominantly black city, the motor city. And uh, I'm pretty sure that you guys employ people of our own. You're creating opportunities for people of our own and exposing them to another industry and another idea for business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but one thing I do, I do want to say and shout out real quickly is that there is a black owned potato chip company up there in Detroit. Um, by the name of uh, Detroit and Friends. Um, and they actually manufactured their potato chips there as well. And I want to shout, I want to shout them out because, you know, even though we service two different markets, I think it's important to always be inclusive of, of each other. Cause I mean, the, the, the beauty, the beauty part about this industry, it is, it is a $26 billion industry. So yes. I think I think that's enough to go around. 
So they don't, there's no need to be <laughs> stepping on one to get to, to, uh, to uh, you know, to get to get to the other or whatever. I think it's important to be inclusive, especially within our community, you know, the socially, economically disadvantaged. So I think it's important to lift, to lift, lift each other. And with that, also, I also want to mention that, yes, um, you mentioned uh, being from Detroit. I myself am actually from Detroit as well, actually born there. Um, and uh, okay. yeah, born there on actually, actually on the West side. And uh, we actually, we actually moved um, what, from uh, Mount Clemens. Uh, then we moved to um, Gross Point. And then from Gross Point, my mother got, that's when my mother was tired of the cold and we moved out to uh, Las Vegas. So that's, that's kind of a little background about me, but anyway, right <laughs> Hey man, Wayne County and not so far memory. You know, um, being being raised in the city, you know, you, you get kind of a unique hustle already built in you, <laughs> you know. And um, like you say, th this potato chip stuff, man, uh, 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 over $20 billion a year. Uh, wow, man, can you talk about, you know, the, the, the process of getting the brand out there as far as marketing, as far as, uh, you know, shipping nationwide to different cities? Uh, outside of Atlanta, can you talk about that experience and 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 how that molded the company as well? Sure, sure. To to in order to to progress, I, I've 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 read a lot of books around entrepreneurship, and and I read and I pay attention to why a lot of entrepreneurs fail. And what I what I saw consistent amongst my my readings and research was that a lot of people fail when it comes to the big deal. They don't prepare. For the you know the hundred thousand or the one million you know uh, unit order, they, they 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 fall apart. And so what I decided to do was to make my supply chain strong in the in the very beginning. So that way there'll never be a well I can't fulfill. So that way any any order any any idea or as far as far as um, international or Inter, interstellar, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, so, and 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 so that's why I started. And so that way, we talk about brand, uh, uh, well, branding and growing the brand, right? And just and just bring awareness. Really, um, it's it's really been an uphill battle then because um, being being a, a new company and then also a consumable the the best way to sell the product is to right. get it into people's mouths. People have got to try it. So it's setting up those those uh, those avenues to allow people to actually try the potential. So you know, the, the, the one, one one way that we do it um, is online because we do sell our, our product online, which is great. Ship it to yeah, we, we, yeah. Thank you. We ship it to wherever you are. Um, and so with that, we also offer free samples online. So that way you can you can uh, order a free sample and that we can try it out and then you can come back and you know we give you ten percent off your first order so that way you can come back you can you know try you know and, you know buy more what have you and then you know just keep it going from there. Um, we have you know a, a lot of uh, people who follow us but then also leave a lot of reviews and people say it's the it's the best tasting shit that they've ever had so. Um, it, it, I guess I guess kind of I'm sorry I don't want to be on tangent so. Um, getting getting it out there, and like I said, primarily been online uh, through Instagram, Facebook, and mm -hmm. just running ads. And then uh, the other thing is getting with influencers. You know, people who have you know 
a hundred thousand or more followers on Instagram and or Facebook and are willing to have a conversation with us. I right. think it's wonderful. And so that way their followers can learn about us. It's, 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 you know, because you know, all the marketing we do, um, especially around here in Atlanta, it's still kind of funny when I, like, somebody in Atlanta says, what? There's a black-owned potato company here? What? Right. <laughs> it's funny to me. I'm like, what, what do you mean you don't know about man? We're everywhere. We're on the radio stations and stuff. So, so anyway, so, so you know, the, again, it's just, it's just getting the word out. And it's, it's, it's not it's it's not easy because to get you know television ads things of that nature is is, is relatively expensive. So it, it takes a lot of you know um, I want to say you know I won't say finagling but a lot of negotiating uh, to get to get our product out there. So we have to do some stuff. We have to do in kind donations, large events, things of that nature. You know just to get our our brand out there. You know for people like hey. What's that? What's Symphony Chips? What is that? Because for me, it's more important to have a good quality product than it is to be black owned. And what I mean by that is, yes, sir. we're yes, going to just be black. So we're not going to hide the fact that we're black. We just want to extend the the quality and the customer service that we are putting into our product to our customers. That's what's most important to us. That's right. Because I believe that black owned should start the conversation with having a quality product. Is what should encourage the support and the um, continued following as far as our brand goes. Yes, because with, with a lot of, especially newly entrepreneurs, they most people don't understand the concept that regardless of, of what your brand stands for, at the end of the day, the people engage with the product, right? Whether they're using it, whether they're tasting it, whether it's candles or something, you're smelling it, lotions or whatever, people still have to be uh, engaged with the product and accept the product for what it is. So yes, we, we may support you uh, because you're black owned, but at the end of the day, you still need, like you said, you need the, the right customer service. Do you know your audience? Do you know how to cater to them? Do you know how to market to them? But also, you know, when you actually eat our food, right, is it healthy for them? Does it taste good? And and the convenience of getting your brand. Like you said, you ship, we can ship it to you immediately. And the, the customers feel a connection to you because like you said, you, you directly hit them back within a couple hours, a few hours throughout the day. That 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 engages your customers with your product on a level uh, that most brands don't. You don't really get to talk to the owner of, of a brand, <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, I have to, I have to say, you know, there, there's some very good entrepreneurs out there that, 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 that I, I have definitely taken some, 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 uh, some wisdom from. And one of them, you know, is, is, is uh, you know, Pugin, I like him a lot, but I, I do kind of like this part about Elon Musk, is that he does answer his, 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 uh, his DMs and his, his emails. Well, I heard, I heard his emails, I'm about to DM. I know his emails and answers. So, and I, and I thought about that, I'm like, guys, if this guy can, can own a, you know, a space rocket company and a car company to take the time to answer an email, then why... Why? Why should not? Because at the end of the day, you're your customer, and their and their word of mouth is what's going to make or break you. Because I've heard lots of people talk about brands, you know, like, oh my God, I called them, I can get their person to talk to the temple. I'll never call back again. Right. Yeah. It makes my blood curl look like, oh God. Okay. All right. All right. And so I try to answer emails. I mean, and I, I get back to people. People have questions. 
you know, just, hey, you know, when is this happening? Or did you know this? Did you know that? And I'm like, hey, you know, I, you know, you know, nobody's perfect. But at the same time, give me opportunity to, you know, um, if, I, if I made a mistake or something, give me opportunity. I will make, I will make, make it right. And so that's one of the models of my, of my, um, of my company is that, you know, I, I won't say the customer's always right. But we always want to make sure the customers well taken care of. Because we're, we're, cause, I mean, we're, we're saying we're a gourmet brand. We're a gourmet branch. We're upscale. Right. You should have that, that platinum experience. So That's right. you should expect to get an email back in a couple hours. You know, why not? Because, so, right. and not only that, man, it completes the experience. Like, not only do I get to smell and taste the food, not only do I get to support it because it's black owned, not only do I get to support it because it's a great product, but I get to interact Right. With the people who actually make the product. Now, if, I don't think people understand how important that is, because if I have a concern or I have a question or if I even wanted to do business with you, you know, it's a it's a it's a, almost like a chain of, of processes you have to go through just to get to that one person. You, you know what I mean? And, and that's what makes it so great what you guys are doing, because I can I can touch and I can I can actually reach out. And the person, you know, I can hear their voice. It's not like a, <laughs> a text message or an email. I can actually call you as well and, and get a response out of you. So those kind of intimate yeah. relationships from building the brand from the uh, from the bottom up is very important. And I think that does better than any marketing could, you know. I agree. I agree because, you know, by each in touch, you know, they're starting with brands, you know, be like, hey, you got new potential. I've never heard of that. And they call it just great. And... You know, I was able to get an email about a concern, and you know, they got right back to me. They got right back to you. That's Same day. Yeah. <laughs> Same day. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's that, that was important, and because we do we do have some customers that are international, and they, you know, got the time zone thing going on. You know, sometimes I get emails like four o'clock in the morning. Now I may not get to those for maybe about seven or eight in the morning, but still, I try to get I try to get to them as soon as I can. So. Again, I believe again, it, 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 it really goes back to that, that that point I made earlier about about being black owned, starting the conversation, but then having a quality product and having having a product that as a black person and part of the black community to be proud of. That's I think right. Really, really important as well. That's and right. And so that way, I because I want to be able to hold not only hold my head up high, but I'm also holding my father's lineage on my shoulders. And I'm holding that up high. And then also showing and being setting an example for my children, that's also on my shoulders to hold that up high in high regard and high esteem. So that way they can see, hey, running a business is not, you know, is not as hard as people make it out to be like it's just, you know, like you gotta cut off a finger or something like that. Hmm. It's 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 very, very rewarding. I I, I can I can have a chance to compare it to having a child. You know, while you may have to change those dirty diapers every so often, but that that smile and that and that feedback you get from your child when you you're, you're doing things right or the way they like anyway is is it, very 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 rewarding and I think that's one of the greatest experiences as, as far as being a human being is having having a child or or some 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 other life that you're responsible for so having a business is its own entity in itself and getting great feedback and having a great product out there in the world I think is really great so I'm, I'm I'm proud to be a part of the entrepreneurial community. I'm proud to be a son that that's that's uh, carrying on his father's lineage, and I'm proud to be a father that's setting an example for my children as well. So I think it's it's, it's a great experience and a great time in my life. Man, you know, uh, 
let's let's delve let's delve deeper into uh, just the entrepreneur mindset. You know, if you can give us your top five or top ten uh, uh, pointers or you know advice or keys in order to not only uh, start business but sustain it and not being afraid to break out into a new industry like the like the potato chip industry or or, or the spice trade. You know, you know, selling spices and herbs and things of that nature. Can you just talk about, you know, what intangibles you need to have or, uh, you know, what, what are the things that you need around you in order to, to keep going and, and keep striving for the success to carry on a family business and a family lineage uh, with the brand? Oh, wow, that's a, that's a great, great, great question. Thank you for asking. Um, I really wish I had a, a, a list. Um, that I've had written down, so I can just read off of it for you. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this off the top of my head. Go ahead, yeah. Number one, yeah, number one, I would definitely say first and foremost is stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> Some simple, right? I think, uh, I think that's one of the most important things as an entrepreneur you can do is stay in your lane. What I mean by that is stay, stay true to what you're good at. And for me, my 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 uh my strength happens to be in sales and then also business process. That's that's my strength, right? Right. So as far as marketing, I'm not good at that. As far as graphic art, I'm not good at that. I'm good at IT, but still, I'm not good at putting you know like putting our website together and how you know information should flow. I'm good at that part, but as far as how it should lay out, I'm not good at that. So I get people involved that are good at that. Because I believe I believe passion is contagious, and and what, what and to me what that means is as long as I stay focused and passionate about what I'm doing, that I attract people who are passionate about the things that they do, that feeds directly into the nourishment of my business, which makes it thrive. Because it's not just one person behind the scenes. I have a team of people around me that that help me do the things that I'm actually doing. So right. when you get the end product, you're getting the result of a collection of people that are passionate about what they do. Teamwork, teamwork making the dream work. Exactly. Teamwork makes the dream work. And so, you know, that's one thing. And the other thing is be flexible. Because, you know, like like I said, I started off as a spice truck company. I had no idea I was going to be doing potato chips. No idea. No idea. I mean, just, just to give you a little, little more background about me, I mean, my, my background is electrical engineering and computer engineering. So okay. I actually was focused on designing the microprocessors that, that go into the phone booth. That's what I was looking at as far as the future. But then I got into spices as kind of as a hobby, and then my hobby turned into a business. And then from spices, it turned into potential just off of the feedback. And I just told the people, yeah, I'm going like on chips, whatever, I sell spices, right? But right. the minute you cut yourself off from, from something, that people are telling you, and more than one person, and then for more than one walk of life, meaning black, brown, orange, yellow, green, are all telling you the exact same thing, then you know what? You might want to make that change. Yeah. Because the, the payoff the payoff is going to be great. Now, going back to something earlier you said about not being afraid to step into it, right? Yes, sir. And I think that a lot of times, people who work nine, nine to five, are definitely, some of them are afraid to have their own businesses because they're like, hey, I'm using a steady amount of income every two weeks or every week, I can count on my paycheck, okay? So they paycheck plays. I got you. And most of them are not passionate about what it is they're doing. 
because a lot of them have degrees in one thing, but then their job is something different. And, and it happens a lot of times out there. So, so I say, whatever you're passionate about, just try it out. Because most of the time, it doesn't take it doesn't take you you being a a, a, a MBA business major to start right. a business. Here in Georgia, it takes one hundred ten dollars to get a business started. One hundred ten dollars. Yeah. If you don't have $110 to start to go after your passion, you work every day, there's a whole other issue, of, a whole other school of problems we got to work out. Right, as far as discipline, for sure. That's right. Well, well, just, well just, just as far as being willing to invest in yourself. Right, right. right. Because, because, because the way I see it, it's like if you, if you have the money to go out to eat, you know, every so often or go out for a week or whatever, then you have the same money to start a business. And then more importantly, start Start putting some finances behind your your hobby. Because this stuff is a hobby. Yeah, I just enjoy doing it. You know, most people ever think about this could be a business or anything like that. And those and those people, you know what? A lot of times they have they have the passion to do whatever whatever the the product is or the service is. They don't think about the money. So that's when you know the passion really exists because you're doing it for the love of it, not for the money. See, for me. My my pain is when somebody somebody I hear the word gourmet season for airship and I get that look on their face that funky look they have and they're like what the hell is right and I like to watch their whole mindset change when they when they when they try to pick you like oh my god what this is this is really gourmet this is a really gourmet trip and then and then and then they're fascinated I can't believe this you know because most of the time people people have all kind of sales pitches out there and whatever, but when they try it, it changes. So I say, stay true to what it is that you're good at. And even if you have to get somebody else to run the business part of it, that's fine also. There's plenty of MBAs, I'm sorry, MBAs, MBAs <laughs> out there that, that, are, that are more than willing and ready to step into a role and run your business for you while you while you focus on just the product and or the service. And that's fine. Yes, that's sir. fine. Yes, sir. And, so that, and, yes. and I, I always say, uh, and I've read this, this great book called The Four Hour Work Week, which really talks about more so not just staying in your lane, but learning how to scale upward and scale outward. And and, and, and the guy and the, uh, the author defines it as outsourcing your life. But really, it's setting yourself up for that major deal, right? Because because I, I truly believe there's no such thing as small business, only small minds. You can be as big as you want to be. Mm. So, so if you if you have the if you if you set your business up, or, or if some people I like to say you begin with the end in mind. If you begin with the idea that somebody's gonna walk up to you and say, "Hey, you know what? I need a million bags of your chips." Okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. It's not a problem. Versus. I'm
strategy in mind and with that end results in mind. Begin with the end in mind. So you cannot be afraid of what you enjoy. I mean, if you enjoy doing something, this is kind of going back to the hobby thing. If you enjoy doing it and, and, it's, and it's fun to you and you don't care about money, that's that's the, that's the recipe for, your, for, for, for a passion right there. So just keep doing that. Do more of that. And then put it in front of somebody else that's not in your family and see what they'll pay you for. Oh, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. Oh, wow, $10? Okay. Mm. And then the other thing, uh, the, the other thing is, is pricing. And the, the funny thing about, uh, about pricing is that this, 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 uh, this um, businessman told me this a long time ago, I've never forgot it. He said, pricing is like a woman's skirt. It should be high enough to hold your interest, but yet low enough to cover everything. Hmm. What a concept. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I kind of keep, keep, I keep, I keep that kind of tucked away as well. So, when you're weird, because to me, not I'm sorry, to me, but business to me 101 is you're in business the moment you make more than you're spending. You're in business. It doesn't take a, doesn't take a four, a four page, a 20 page business plan. It takes a business model that says, I get paid more than what I spend. Then mm. that means you're in business. Yes, sir, Mr. Anderson, man, your insight and your wisdom is something that's very necessary and very much needed for not only the culture, of business, but the community period to strive for business, jump out on faith and, and, and just take charge of your life, you know? And, um, I think a lot more people need to do that, you know, turn your hobbies into passions. If it makes money, it does. If it doesn't find somebody you may can partner with and spark an idea with them, you know, maybe for distribution purposes or help run their business or even just enhance the idea and you guys can, can go into business together. You know, I think partnerships, are, are very much undermined and underrated when it comes to businesses, especially black owned. And before we do wrap up, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, having pride and ownership in a family business, you know, ha having, having that, having something that you say, I can call, I can call my own. I can pass down to my children. And, and how important is that for you? To me, it's, 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 it's really, it's really pivotal to have something to pass on. I mean, and, and, and I want to say a business more so than money because a business is like, to me, like I said, it's like an entity. It's like its own person, right? So being able to pass that on to someone else means that it will live on beyond you. And, and then, you know, tying back to something, a point you made earlier about having ties into the community, there are things that we're actually doing from a company perspective for education here in, in Atlanta that I'm, that I'm proud of as well. Okay. Um, and and with that, it's like, okay, so there has to be, to me, has to be some kind of community time. So while we are giving jobs, but I, I really I really feel that that you have to kind of complete complete the circle and, 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 and the cycle. And what I mean by that is, so, you know, while, you know, they say, you know, crime is high in the black neighborhoods, there's not enough services, things that make you, there's not enough money circulating in our community. And to the point you made about partnering with other black companies, well, that's fine. So, like, it's like, like I said, in, in, you know, in the beginning of staying in your lane is, you know, hey, I have a graphic artist that's involved. That graphic artist has a company, right? He has people that work for him, and you know, by the graphics that that that, that he does for me, or whatever, helps fund his business. Which, you know, then you know, we buy other things that that are also black owned or whatever. But then, the point I'm trying to make is. When you're when you when you own a when you own a company and you, you hire that to me when people have jobs 
the crime rate goes down. And if they, especially if they have jobs that are in their community, when you have to travel, you know, getting your car and commute, you know, 30, 45 minutes to work every day, but it's like 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes to work, right? And you work an honest job, you earn, you earn an honest wage, and you, 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 um, you spend your money. Yeah, you feel good. You feel good about the money you're making and the money you're spending. Exactly. 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 And that, that helps, that helps complete that circle. And then we can then take the money that we're making as companies, and then we can pour them into the education, uh, system around us. And also, also the buildings do that nature around us. But I mean, you have to start somewhere. I think giving back is definitely a component that has to be there. So, and adding that into the answer to the question, which is giving something back to my children, I want to give them that complete package of, hey, here's a business that I have community ties and has, and it has, it is an important pillar in our community. And right. it, 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 it helps uplift people that are not just, you know, black, but also economically disadvantaged. Because I believe that economic disadvantage does not have a color. You know, so exactly. let's help us with the people that, that are around us and, and build us up together. And that's what I want to pass off to my children. Man, creating legacy, creating business, creating quality products, and also creating quality experiences for customers. Very important, man. You know, Mr. Anderson, your, your conversation and your wisdom, like I said before, very necessary. You know, can you go ahead and shout out all your social medias and your website? Uh, the company name and everything, just so the listeners can know and follow up, and uh, we can go ahead and keep supporting. Absolutely, thank you so much. So we're Symphony Chips, and Symphony, like Symphony Orchestra, is spelled S Y M P H O N Y. It's just C H I T S. So SymphonyChips.com is our website. Come check us out. Uh, you can read about the story. Uh, if you're just tuning in late, our story is there on our website, SymphonyChips.com. You can order some of our chips online, and if you order one bag of chips, use the, and use the discount code free sample, all one word, free sample. We will give you a free sample of our potato chips. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, which is uh, at Symphony Chips. Also, uh, Facebook, which is Symphony Chips. Also, and Twitter, which is also Symphony Chips. So, hey, come check us out online. Order your chips today. And again, we ship right to your door if you're around Atlanta area. Go onto our website. You can also see the locations in which we are we are, have our, our chips for sale. We have a couple other places that are outside the land as well, but they're all listed there under locations on our website. So please, please come check us out. Follow us on Instagram and order your chips today. Oh man, Mr. Anderson, thank you again, man, You're, for for just coming on the platform and, and giving insight and giving game. You know, a lot of people don't understand what it takes to pursue business, what it takes to uh, sustain business. And keep growing. So your your insight and your wisdom, man, is definitely necessary. I appreciate you. Look forward to having you on again and, and chopping it up some more as far as business acumen and things of that nature. Hey, that sounds great, man. Anytime, just let me know. Okay, I will. Thank you. This is the Ignorant Intelligence Podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, all right. Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. 
sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love? Who you hate? Well, let's talk about it. The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic. Hotter than the tropics. You looking forward? You know we got it. See the bigger picture? No microscopic. We the livest. Know you tuned in. Yeah, we know you tuned in. Nothing but a G thing. All we missing is juice and gin. Tying up the loose ends. We ain't asked for your two cents. Special guests every single day and still no new friends. Calm down, youngin'. I know you see that we running. I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming. I Andre, I ain't talking 3000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it. It's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ignorant issue, like, yeah. Getting G on the mic, one, two, one, two. This that ignorant issue, like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life.